Welcome to the First Right Podcast, a weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration Pack. I'm Doug Truex, founder and president of Restoration Pack. Today, we are privileged to be joined again by one of our favorite guests, Dave Latour, a Pennsylvania political expert. Dave is founder of Latour Communications and radio host of Latour Live. And Dave, like all of us, is watching things closely as 2020 election winds down to November 3rd, and it's almost here. So welcome back, Dave. Glad to have you back on the show. Hey, glad to be back. Thanks for having me. And we're heading down the home stretch here, and I think it's going to be as just as close as it was four years ago. How about it? And that's the first thing I wanted to bring up, too, was just the snapshot of where we were in Pennsylvania, polling-wise, four years ago today. And so if you look back at this right. day four years ago, Hillary Clinton was at 8.4% lead in the real clear politics average uh, over Trump. And then Trump went on to win by less than a point, like 0.7 in Pennsylvania. And today, Joe Biden has a 7.1 percentage point lead over Trump. And then our pollster, who was the guy who got it right in 2016 in Pennsylvania, says that Biden's lead is only two points. So having said all that, uh, you know, you know the deal. So uh, so what's your take on things? I have maintained for several months now that uh, despite slip ups on both sides, both campaigns, I think we're going to come right in the margin of error. Uh, I think there's some good indicators here for uh, President Trump, though. While the National Real, Real Clear Politics average has it at 5144 in Pennsylvania, I really think that's a little high, especially when I look at your poll, you know, the track record that your pollster has done. But then here's something else that people are missing that they have to keep in mind, okay? Um, since 2016, Republicans have outnumbered Democrats in new registrations almost by almost two to one. So that is a significant number when you look at the fact that Trump only won Pennsylvania by about 44,000 votes in 2016. So we're seeing voter increases in places that typically were blue areas in Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, a place like Luzerne County, which is up in northeastern Pennsylvania, that should be Biden territory. Westmoreland County and southwestern PA, we're seeing increases in re re Republican registrations, new Republican registrations down there. I, you know, you add it all up, and I think it's going to be really close. And, you know, I tend to agree with your pollster that this is a lot closer than people realize. The mainstream media will call a lot of this. Uh, a lot about we're talking about outliers. I don't think they're outliers. When I look at an NBC News poll and they have uh, Biden leading Trump 62 to 35 among seniors, uh, that's just a ridiculously, totally absurd number. Uh, we know he's not leading seniors by that much. Uh, so, you know, and you could come up with countless examples of polls and their formulas that simply don't make a lot of sense. I saw one poll recently that had Biden up comfortably where um, they sampled twice as many Democrats as Republicans. That's an unrealistic turnout expectation in November, especially with the excitement behind Trump. So, you know, I tell you, I think it's within the margin of error. I think the increase in Republican registrations chipping away at the Democratic advantage in Pennsylvania. For me, everything needs to go right for Biden heading into Election Day, uh, because I think Trump's got a real shot here. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of that comes down to the enthusiasm that you were mentioning a second ago, which is the registrations and the effort that's going into it and uh, how often now we're getting, um, you know, just more and more Republicans showing up and saying, I'm in for this, but they won't, t they won't say that to the pollster, uh, which is the interesting uh, take on this, you know, and that's where we... That's why we ended up hiring Robert because he was the guy who saw it more, most clearly. And, and to your point about the methodology on the polls, we were having a conversation the other day, overweighting Democrats. And then because you can't get enough Republicans to answer the phone, you, over, you uh, overweight those folks to get your full number of rep, Republican representation. But the interesting thing about them is they're the ones that are, you know, a lot of times they're never Trumpers and they're happy to tell people that, oh, you know, Trump, but I'm a right. Biden person and all that stuff. So it's a super weird dynamic. But I think that that enthusiasm thing, coupled with the, the lack of uh, honesty in the, uh, the polling with the conservatives is a, is a huge deal. And, you know, that's what you're seeing in Pennsylvania. And uh, I think that I'm with you. I think, I, think we're looking, I think we're looking pretty good. I'm having a hard time seeing how, how Biden's going to pull it out. So, uh, but yeah, that, that's good stuff. Um, keep in mind, too, yeah, keep in mind, too, real quick, if I could, when Barack Obama first ran for president, Democrats outnumbered, so this is a trend we've seen here, Democrats outnumbered Republicans by 1.7 million in Pennsylvania. Today, that number's down to 717,000. That is an excellent job by Republicans in Pennsylvania, really circling the wagons to try and win these important elections. But they've steadily been chipping away at this over the years. And, and I think that could finally really play itself out well for Trump in Pennsylvania. And there's another poll that's coming out at the end of the month, Susquehanna Polling and Research here in Pennsylvania. Of all the PA polls that I see, uh, uh, within this state, these are these are polls based in Pennsylvania. I give Susquehanna Polling and Research the most credence. And of all the polls in Pennsylvania four years ago, they were the only one that had this race in the margin for error. So I'm really looking forward to seeing their poll at the end of the month. And if it's anything like your poll, I think that bodes very well for Trump. Yeah, yeah, me too. So that that's yeah. Anyways, it's as good as it can be from that, that point of view. I'm just like, right. uh, you know, we're all getting, uh, it's, it's stressful here at the end, but uh, that's, that's something right. we we'll keep hanging our hat on here. Um, Want to talk about, too, uh, the whole piece with uh, Kamala Harris. I was actually pretty pleased when he picked her because I'm thinking, is, you know, the most liberal senator, you know, and then California and, you know, Biden got boxed in right. and saying who he was going to pick. So I'm like, well, that's fine. Because I, I, I look at, you know, Pennsylvania in particular, and I was reading an article this morning about uh, Luzerne, like you said, and it's more red. And are those, are those folks going to, you know, that voted for Trump last time suddenly not going to vote for him this time? Are they going to be more inspired by Kamala Harris, who, let's get into this, the fracking thing. And so before we talk about fracking and her and her take on this, I wanted to play this clip from an uh, interview from, from Vice real quick, just because so, I, I love this little, this little uh, clip Please we do, have. please. <laughs> How do you see fracking playing into this presidential election? It's going to be huge in the state of Pennsylvania, okay? Fracking, coal, electricity generation, and just fossil fuels in general drives Pennsylvania. I love that guy. 
you know, and that guy's very true. Not vote, but not voting for Biden. I, we had a joke around here. I think I grew up with a couple guys just like that, you know. So th those are the guys that's, <laughs> that's flyover country right there. They're not going to listen to anybody. They're going to be like, no, I don't. That's exactly crazy. Right. So, uh, so now, you know, we're doing the Biden Harris. They're all, oh, we're fine with fracking, you know, but does that playing at all in Pennsylvania? People know, right? I mean, as far as you, you can tell where they stand on the fracking piece. Yeah. What's important is to remember in fracking is that, um, it's been able to help offset the huge voter registration advantage that Democrats have in the Southeast and the Philadelphia area. People in Philadelphia and the surrounding suburbs that really dominate our state population could care less about fracking. But as you know, everybody in the Southwest and the Pittsburgh area, all the way up to Erie and across what we call the Northern tier of Pennsylvania, which just basically is our northern, our northernmost border with uh, New York State, there is a tremendous amount of fracking taking place and money that's going into the pockets of workers and landowners. So the whole notion that he's for fracking before he was against it, and now there's it's no new fracking, I think helps Trump. And then especially when you have Trump coming into a place like uh, no, uh, he just came into uh, Johnstown, Pennsylvania last night and packed an airfield full of 15,000 people. And he addressed fracking head on in that rally, basically saying they want to take fracking away. I don't want to take fracking away. There is no ambivalence. There's no confusion whatsoever with my policies, as Trump said. But you can see them saying 14 different things on any number of video clips you play. And, you know, when I look at the fracking support in your poll, I'm not surprised to see that 55 percent either support or strongly support hydraulic fracking in Pennsylvania because it creates jobs. And quite frankly, it's made a lot of landowners rich and people haven't forgotten that. You take that away, that devastates Pennsylvania's northern tier and southwestern economies. Absolutely devastates them. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought Pence did a nice job the other night trying to nail uh, Harris down on this, uh, you know, because the, the liberal media is not going to do it. But, uh, yeah, you got to get the word right. out because once people know, then they're just going to, it's, you know, most, uh, the, the elections come down to people, people's pocketbook on some level here, you know, and if it's like you said, if you're right. going to be pulling all that money out of there and that success, then that's, that's not good. That's not good. So. And I think Republicans are a much more unified party going into this election. You see Trump's high approval numbers within the party, whereas you have the Biden-Harris ticket. They won't talk to you about they won't give you a straight answer on fracking. They won't give you a straight answer on packing the court. Mm -hmm. So there are things they know that are weaknesses to the with the left wing of their party that they just won't answer because they know they're. The unity in that party is so tenuous right now. It's barely holding on. You know it's taking AOC everything not to haul off on this ticket because they have not moved as far left as she has wanted. She's trying to be patient with them. Mm -hmm. You wonder with three weeks to go how long that's going to hold because, you know, again, this is a ticket that will not play it straight with their base. Yeah, and I have a theory that over time that's making the left really well the, the democrat party in general very weak because we as republicans we have to super refine our arguments because the mainstream media is just relentless and coming after us all the time you know not that we right. care anymore but we definitely have to be ready for the for the onslaught of what they're going to say 
The Democrats on the other side, they get away with everything. But hey, the weakness there could be that it's just, it's just so easy that you're just getting to be weak candidates. And you know, Trump wins again this time, and you know, we keep the Senate, and who knows what happens with the House. This could prove itself out, and, and this could, you know, they'd be better off long-term, and so would the country, if the you know, mainstream media and the journalists did their job. Doug, I couldn't agree more. I, I think it's embarrassing. Uh, I think it's a disservice uh, to our country that Democratic candidates like this are allowed to, like Joe Biden, are basically allowed to skate through everything. And, you know, when your toughest question is, how angry are you at Donald Trump? You know, we've got a problem <laughs> with right. the media in this country that, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad, I, I love your approach where, you know, you just accept that it is what it is, but I can't. And it, it drives me crazy. I, I was a former journalist in another life and I treated Republicans the same as I treated Democrats. And, and today there's this bizarre, artificial brand of what I call advocacy journalism, that clearly they have picked a favorite and they're willing to do anything to give that candidate a free pass straight into the White House. That's so incredibly dangerous. And in many ways, you know, why Democrats get the leaders that they do. Uh, last topic I wanted to cover with you. So we talked to an expert on this piece the other day uh, and of all the voter fraud areas in the country that, you know, people are kind of most concerned about, most wringing their hands about, uh, as you know, the conservatives are, it's Pennsylvania. And so what, what's your take on voter fraud coming up here in Pennsylvania? We've already transitioned now to like, we got all of our stuff done pretty much for the election. We got some other things we got to do, but we're transitioning now to the legal battle. So, uh, right. so what's, what's your take on uh, voter fraud in Pennsylvania? I'm more worried about, honestly, look, voter fraud has been around for a while. It's hard to get significant evidence, although we know it takes place in Philadelphia and we know it's an issue. We absolutely do, but it's hard to find verifiable evidence because quite frankly, you know, nobody's in those precincts, nobody's in those areas trying to track down any criminal activity. What concerns me more than anything is the mail-in ballot situation. Yeah. Uh, in Pennsylvania. And I really hope it goes fine. Trust me, I do not want chaos with our election. Mm -hmm. And if this is a close election, you know, you know, you and I could be could have enough time to do a whole other show while we still wait for the while we still wait for results. You have two and a half million, I want to say, mail-in ballots requested in Pennsylvania. And four years ago, it was like less than 500,000. I, I I know I'm off on that number, but the number is so much larger this year around for mail-in ballots at such a level that we've never handled before that, you know, I love how Democrats treat like, you know, we have to trust mail-in ballots. It's like, remember when the Obamacare website was coming out and everybody knew it would be a disaster? Everybody said, as soon as this thing goes online, it's going to crash. But Democrats just said, just relax. And of, of course, as soon as it went live, it crashed. Mm -hmm. I had that same sense sure. of foreboding about mail-in ballots all across this country in states that haven't done a lot of mail-in balloting for a huge election like this. So that's where my concern is more than anything. We're just going to have to deal with the voter fraud that we know exists in places like Philadelphia. It's the mail-in ballots that really concern me and what gets counted and what doesn't. I think we could be in for a really long November. Yeah, I hope not. I'm with you. I hope that our next 
call is like a super celebratory one and it was a big trump right. slide. <laughs> but but you're right, right. It, could, it could go on for a while and i've always been like you know with the healthcare piece and the website you brought that up uh this is a weird combination of you know the democrats have so much faith in government that you know and obama did this just speak it into existence we'll just say this thing enough and it'll just happen <laughs> well this thing you know and that's how they're doing with the with the with the vote this time but they also know i mean hey if we flood it out there and you know I live outside of Chicago, so, you know, I'm no right. stranger to like, wait, where did those 20,000 sure. ballots come from? Oh, my gosh, those just hey. showed up, you know? Hey, how about that, right? So, so, you know, it's like everybody's getting geared up for that, but, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're having it uh, both ways. But, um, you know, I think that the whole what they've done here with the shutdowns and everything, I just wanted to bring this up real quick, too, as, you know, with where your governor is, I, you know, I just can't imagine that most people are thinking, well, it's, it'll be great if Biden comes in, then we get a national policy and Fauci comes into his office one day right. and says, oh, we should shut it down. And he's like, okay, let's shut it down. You know, I mean, right, I can't imagine right. people want that, right? So what, just real quick though, because I know that was our last topic. I want to have one more last topic. Uh, sure, what, sure. How, do you, how do you feel that's the lockdowns and the, the economy in general and what your governor's been doing? How do you, how do you see that playing uh, against Biden? I hope, I mean, what, what's your take on it though? Well, Wolf has lost a significant uh, amount of public support. In the early days of the pandemic, his approval rating was like an insane 72 to 75 percent. Now it's hovering right around 50 percent. He's in the he's just bottomed out with Republicans. And quite frankly, a lot of people in his party, he's typically been voted against in the state legislature by many mem by many democratically elected members. He has been draconian in his um, uh, resistance to allowing school, allowing families to attend their child's sporting events. You know, don't get me started on that. So yeah. he has gone out of his way to make it difficult for Pennsylvanians. I think it's reflected in his number. And if I'm in Pennsylvania and I'm campaigning for the Trump campaign, I'm trying to wrap Tom Wolf around Joe Biden's neck and saying, this is who you're this is who you're electing president. This is Tom Wolf's guy. This is the guy who won't let you see your kids play football. This is the guy who has closed your businesses down. I think Tom Wolf could be a real detriment to the campaign, but I really haven't seen it manifest that self manifest itself yet uh, through uh, through uh, the Trump campaign. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. It's like we said before, we we're talking about so many people across the state that voted for Trump. They've got no reason to not vote for him again, especially right. if you're one of those blue collar folks. I mean, he did everything you said he was going to do. So, yeah, completely agree. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for all you've been doing. Thanks for coming back on the yeah. show today and hang in there. You know, it's uh, you, you, you're like in the heart of everything out there. You know, that's where it's all. Everybody's look, watching Pennsylvania now. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. I'm telling you, we. I, it's just one of those things, Doug. Where every four years we get ready for people to focus in on us, and you know, I, I really think Pennsylvania is. I think Pennsylvania is the deciding factor this year. If he can mm -hmm. hold on to Pennsylvania, I don't see how he loses, yeah. quite frankly. So we'll see. We'll see. Right, but Dave, I think he's we'll just, right there. Yeah, I agree. Just uh, just make sure you make that happen, okay? Just go, go do it, You got it, it Doug. No problem. I'm on <laughs> it. Very good. Thanks, Dave. All right. Well, Thanks. That's, our, that's our show for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and for supporting conservative media. Don't ever forget that working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. So until next time, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America.
First Right, a new kind of news summary without liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe now at restorationofamerica.com slash first right or text first right to 1-312-820-9167.